Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. It is season uh, four, episode 38 of the UK Dallas Cowboys um, podcast. How are we both doing, gentlemen? Could be better. That's all yeah. I really got to say in that matter. Like, we could be a lot better. We could, we could be saying that we're, what, 11 and 3, but no, we're 10 and 4 right now, so... And Paul has Glasgow Blues as well. <laughs> I really don't want to be back here. I really don't. <laughs> Not on the show. I mean, I mean, just back in yeah. Scotland. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still jet lagged to hell. So, um, <laughs> I thought, um, I thought David Hellman summed it up perfectly on Twitter. He posted um, something along the lines of the Cowboys make the playoffs, but, and it's the picture of Lieutenant Dan. At the New Year's Eve party, and he's crying, and he's he's just not having in a good place. But there's all sorts of celebration going on right about him, and that's I think that's perfectly the way it sums it up. Win the playoffs, but we're like, it doesn't feel like it. No, nah. like, like, even the game last week against the Texans, it did not feel like a win. Hmm. Like, and whereas this game, like. I mean, I kind of already kind of covered this with Meg on the world's team and that. I did say that we should never, ever look look past the Jags. We shouldn't look past them because they do have good players in that team. Christian Kirk, like even Sunshine, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he like, looked all right. But they exposed our weaknesses in that game and that was at corner, that game. Yeah. Big mm. time. And now we're in desperation mode for secondary now. Yeah. Like... I mean, yeah, the Eagles won on, on Sunday and that probably it probably gives them the division title no matter what happens really, but that's still no excuse for just losing a game. Like Especially it's highly we, likely yeah. we'll, we'll get the five seed, but I don't it's feel the, great about it. The fact that we were twenty we, we were twenty points or something like that ahead going into that fourth quarter or something like that. Yeah. That just says it all. Um, our defense, I don't know what happened, it just seemed to kind of disappeared. And I mean, we were, and again, like we were moving the ball quite effectively during that first half, even rushing the ball. I don't know why we didn't stick to the game plan, we seemed to change it up a little bit. It's like, so Tim's just commented, it's like celebrating your best friend beating up your, up your bully for you. Wow. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you're not you're not you're you're not wrong, Tim. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, and it, and yeah, it did feel like it was the Green Bay game. But the thing that uh, for me, like this was a winnable game for us, massively more than the Green Bay game. I thought, but whatever happened, we just seemed to just took our foot off the gas and let Jacksonville take over. But um. Yeah. And we just, yeah, I don't know what else we can say in that matter, really. Yeah. Like, Merry Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> as it says. Merry Christmas all. <laughs> so, so look, just to recap, we've lost 34-40 at TIA Bankfield to the Jaguars. We're still second in the NFC East with a 10-4 and four record. Um, it looks like the division is gone. But I want to ask you guys a question here, right? And I kind of I put this in our own little private chat that we have that no one else can see. 
are we being a little bit overly critical? Because for the first time since the 90s, we've had back-to-back 10-win seasons. It's the first time since Chan Gailey was head coach that we're in back-to-back playoffs. I I think as, as Cowboy fans, we should be aiming beyond... 10 win seasons yeah do you get what i mean like yeah i agree they can't we're not gonna go deep into the playoffs playing the way we have played in the past two weeks no yeah certainly looking, not looking over the season it just it feels like everybody's regressing at the minute um and it's the wrong month to do it in it's in a way i i, I agree to some extent in terms of the regression but i wouldn't say everyone there are certain players that have actually stepped up their game, like CD Lamb stepped up their game. Like he's playing like a wide yeah. receiver number one right now. Like Everybody seeing... was a bit harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I think for I think the problem as as Cowboys fans right now, we're just not seeing any consistency right now. We're very yeah. hot and we're very cold. And the past mm. two weeks we've been very cold. Like there's yeah. been games where we should never have won, but we did. Mm-hmm. And it's games that we should have won that we, we should have lost. So yeah. that's it's that's the frustrating part, I think, for me anyway. Like, so man, I'll take this as an example. Like during that whole Indianapolis game, that game was frustrating to watch for those first three quarters because it was so tight. Then all of a mm-hmm. sudden it was touchdowns and picks and uh, defensive touchdowns galore in that fourth quarter. But when you go to that Texans game the week after that was the most depressing game I've ever been to as a Cowboys fan. And it was it was really hard to watch. It wasn't until, again, within two minutes drive, that Prescott takes it up to the win. But this game, we actually looked as though we were actually getting back to normal. Like, we were putting points on the board, we were moving the ball, we had um, a couple of sacks, etc., etc. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> something just happened. Something's changed and we did not adapt or whatever and that and mm-hmm. we just we're shot ourselves in the foot and it's yeah. frustrating and we should have every right to be criticizing the team because we should not be giving up a 20 point lead like that yeah. we should never be doing that graham i just want to pull up a point here and i'm going to address it to you so tim has raised the point like i think mccarthy is on his way out if he, does, if he doesn't go very very deep in the tournament um kind of the question i have like Mike McCarthy guarantees you 10 plus wins a season, probably 12 wins in a, in a season. The guy everyone wants to talk about coming in as the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys pretty much does the same and has the same record as Mike McCarthy. He's only won one Super Bowl. So are we overly criticizing Mike McCarthy? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's I think it's only a matter of time before Mike McCarthy takes over the play calling. Uh, there is there is that point on Sunday. Um, yeah. Back back to back ten win seasons. Uh, post post season the past two years, mm-hmm. um, you have got to have a floor, and the Cowboys' yeah. floor is very very high because of Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when when Jason Garrett was in charge, we would we would have been screaming out for Mike McCarthy. Would you not have 
Would you absolutely. not swap? I completely agree with you. Absolutely. Straight away. Yeah. So I think we to be fair, Graham, I think we would be actually screaming for anybody than Jason Garrett, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. So like, don't, don't be wrong, like we still like no disregard to just, uh, Jason Garrett at all, like for what he did and stuff like that. Like nice guy, but whatever we did need an uh, fresh face in that team and we got McCarthy and he's what's t- like you said there, Brian, he's like two ten plus se- uh, ten plus seasons in a row now. Like things are, are like they're progressing. We are yeah. progressing. We so we can't really complain too much. But I think as as Cowboys fans, we just always have that high ceiling of expectations every single year because we are one of the richest franchises in the world. Not just yeah. in American football, but just in all sports. Yeah. And we should be holding Jerry and Stephen to account because you've got all the resources, you've got all the facilities, you've got all the medical teams, and yet we're still falling over each other's shoes when it comes to playoffs every time. Mm. So Joe has thrown an interesting one in here. And again, like I was going to bring these points up about both Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. Joe has said, I'd rather have Jason Garrett calling plays than Kellen Moore. What is your take on that, gentlemen? I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. At least we at least we got it. You had somewhat consistency in a way. <laughs> at least you know what he was going to do. Yeah. Whereas Kellen Moore is like it's like a jack in a box. You just don't know what to expect, what pops open. Mm. Yeah, I think Joe's been hypothetical and mm. Jason Garrett's not coming back to Dallas. He's not coming back to play coordinator. Yeah. Um, but at least, at least Garrett did the basics correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that when it was an obvious run down, they ran the ball. When it was an obvious passing down, they passed the ball. Um, right now, that feels like what we need. Right now, it feels like the offense needs to score twenty odd points. Don't turn the ball over and let the defense win the game. Um, I, I don't know. It just—it's weird, Graham. It's—it's it's just weird to even say how we're feeling about this right now because, because end of the day, we do have a really good team in our hands right now. When you really put things in perspective, mm-hmm. but it just seems yeah. like. We just don't know what to expect game day. It's like, is the players in their right mindset going yeah. into this game? And yeah. whether it's the play call and it's affecting that, or it's just that it's so hard to really put your finger on it. Because if there's one thing I will say, though, like you can't really blame Dak in that game at all. Mm. Like, like I think yeah. he got a lot of unfair criticism during that game. Yeah, he may have made a bad decision throwing the ball and uh, double coverage mm. early on in the game. Yeah. That's on that for sure. But the whole um, game-winning dry, uh, interception for Jacksonville, that was a lot of partial on the O-line, not making the blocks, and also uh, Noah Brown not securing yeah. the catch. So, And the yeah. ball was placed perfectly for him as well, despite how awkward that was for Dak. Yeah. You can't you can't blame it on Prescott. You can't. Yeah. And like I know, I know when we were in our group chat when we were discussing this on Sunday, I said I was a little bit disappointed in Dak. But I think an awful lot of Cowboys Nation tends to get on Dak 
for every result. That's not responsible for the cornerbacks and how they're playing. Oh, oh we were terrible. Playing. He's not responsible. Yes, he gave up the, the match-winning score. But he's not responsible for the 34 points on the other side. It, exactly. No. Exactly, Brian. I mean, because he's the highest-paid player, he always gets the flack. And, you know, you, you can have both ways. Like, look at Tom Brady. Seven Super Bowls. Tom Brady is the GOAT. It's never about the fact that his first three teams, he had a great defense on that team. Exactly. Exactly. Tom Brady won one. Don't, don't forget yeah. the New York Giants where it comes to Eli Manning. They had a great mm. defense and they helped them get the Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah. just to, just to kind of back up that point, it was the same it goes back to the Tony Romo era. Everyone oh. blamed Romo. Everyone blamed him. But it's like, but Romo put up like 50 points against Denver. Right? Yeah. And we still lost the game to Denver under Peyton Manning against the Broncos. Yeah. And it's like, well, whose fault is that? Like, like we, the offense did their job, but yet somehow it's still Romo's fault for not winning the game. I'm like, I'm sorry, but the defense has every bit of responsibility to the to predict yeah. the game here, and we did not do that against Jacksonville this weekend, uh, that weekend there. Yeah. It's so, frustrating because I I still look at that Jaggers team and it's full of twos. I don't think yeah. there's any number one talent on it. It's 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 getting better. It is getting better. They, they, they're on the right. They're on the they're on the right step in the right direction, Graham. That they're they're they definitely are. yeah. They're, they're in that they're in that first phase of their rebuilding. They've got the yeah. quarterback. Whether they've got the running back, that's kind of hard to say because they do the one-two switch with Robinson and Etienne. Yeah. So we don't we don't know what they're going to do with that. They've got a, 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 a very, very low-end top wide receiver in terms of Kirk. Anyway, you, you could say he's his number one, the way he's been playing this year. He's probably the only free agent that's kind of yeah. living up to his contract. To like, And the most wide receivers out there is, yeah. went from a oh. team, but... Yeah. Here's the thing, Paul. What did they have this season they didn't have last season? Doug Patterson. The guy on yes. the line. Yeah. I was just about to say that they did have a really terrible coach last year. So that no. makes a hell of a difference to get. Like that's one thing that Peterson did have. Like he did like study us quite a lot over the past yeah. couple of years when he was the part of the the, the dirty birds and stuff like that. So yeah. um but fair play to them. They did their job. Peterson called a really good game and beat us fair and square. We just didn't. We just did not execute um, very well defensively, and we got caught out. It's, that's, I, I think I, that's where my point comes from about the twos. Zay Jones and Christian Kirk are not taking the Jaguars to the playoffs. No, no. And I yeah. think that's. I think that's what's frustrating. That. Yeah. A playoff, so, a playoff caliber team should not be losing to the Jags. Well, and saying that, they did beat like some Baltimore as well, a team that have people have them as high regard. Like, there's been games this year where Jacksonville should have never won, but they did. And same with the losses. Like, they shouldn't have drew the first game of the season against the Texans. Like, mm. for example. So it's again, it, we, me and Meg kind of spoke extensively on this. It's like you just don't know what type of Jacksonville team you're expecting to turn up on game day. And we basically got a team that uh, just kind of like 
waited and waited and pounced on us at the last minute, pretty much, and just took over. It was it, it was really it was so bizarre to watch. Yeah. Do we want to flip into the news and updates? Yeah, let's do it. Get us some good twenty minutes. Twenty minutes, and we're not even at the news yet. <laughs> twenty minutes, and my goodness, this is going to be a record. So, look the the. The, the news and updates, Tyron Smith obviously came back in for his first start of the season. Um, the Cowboys have sealed a playoff spot despite losing at the weekend. Um, LVE's injury is not as bad as first thought. And, Thank goodness. Um, I don't know if either of you guys saw this just before, before we went on. Malik Jefferson has been re-signed to practice squad. There hasn't yep. been a corresponding move um, made as yet, so that will that will come in time. And the big one, I suppose, is that the OBJ talk is starting to cool again. I'm so, I'm I'm not that point now. I just like I just want to move on from that circus now. Like I was on board with the whole OBJ thing initially. Mm-hmm. Now, like since we brought Ty Hilton in, which I think is actually probably a better solution going forward. We can actually still play him during the regular season and going into the playoffs. And he brings like a wealth of experience and he's not as injury prone. So yeah. I think that's probably been a better move. I'm still don't know why we're still talking about OBJ since we made that acquisition. Yeah. I think it's just ah uh, just yeah. media torment again. I'm just gonna pull up something here. Just Mark has has said asked the question, Sammy Watkins free, who would we take and introduce up the offense? So I just got a pop-up notification. Sammy Watkins has actually re-signed with the Ravens. He's so, re-signed no, with the Ravens? Ah. Um, I was going to say, like, maybe for next season, depending uh, on what our right receivers oh. are going to be like, maybe. Oh. But I Go on, Graham. I, I, um, my dad being a Packers fan, we share Game Pass, and I watch Sammy Watkins on a regular basis. No. <laughs> no, um, the guy, the guy played with Aaron Rodgers for most of the season. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Definitely, def- definitely, definitely not for me either. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I suppose news in the last week. Obviously, Tyron came back and played a. a I, he was on a snap count for Sunday's game. He shared shared snaps with um, Jason Peters at right tackle. Is it, it, it is this a good sign that we have turned back? Is it is it a is it a sign of hope that we have him back now? Yeah, or just, I, I, just create more problems. My, well, going into this game against the Jags. My my biggest concern was having that continuity on the right hand side now because obviously Tyron's mm. always been on the left, never playing on the yeah. right. But excuse me, having um Zach Martin beside you that should actually help a lot of matters because you always had that communication with him. So many years being on the team, um, I mean, I think there was a couple of wee moments, not just on Tyron individually, but I just find from the overall line that kind of things kind of could have been tightened up a little bit better. Like it wasn't the worst performance and it wasn't the best performance. It was more like an average performance from the O line. Like 
our run block, our run steam looked really okay. We were like, especially in that first half, um, we were moving the ball really nicely. Seek and Pollard getting up field, getting all those dirty yards up as well, and even from the pass blocking as well, like the passes to CD Lamb looked pretty decent. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not particularly worried about the O line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was good that Tyron Smith offered to go in and play right tackle. Mm. Yeah, like he wasn't told, like it was um, to rotate with Peters just to see how he went. And he, he would, they said pre, uh, pre-game that he was actually looking forward to playing beside Zach Martin, um, which he's done for the first time in his career. Um, no, offensively, it's probably the least I'm worried about. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I agree. In terms of units around the team. And in all things perspective as well, Graham, like when you consider back from 2020 till now, the progression, how our offensive line has gotten better. Like, And that's one thing we've always been critical of is under Joe Philbin as our O-line coach, we did question a bit, as Mev as a coach in that, but it seems like this year he's managed to get it switched on and we have seen a better progression collectively throughout the season from the O-line overall. So we can't really necessarily complain too much. Yeah, like I, th- I, I, I think Philbin has been slightly under the radar in that he's got the performing better this year. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not a hundred percent set on him, and I still think the, the line could improve. See, I, I see, I kind of feel the exact same way. I feel like even though we are improving, but I just don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's just the person or whatever. I just, just yeah. something is just not sitting right with me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but so anything else in the news or updates before we move on to talk about the offense during this game no I just want to be back in Dallas right now <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be back in Scotland where it's minus bloody three right now the only thing I can think of is um, it's highly unlikely that Jalen Hurts plays on Sunday oh yeah that, that, that was a well yeah. Already, already, I don't know if you may have noticed this, but already Eagles fans is like, oh, this game doesn't really mean as much anymore because Cowboys lost and et cetera, et cetera. And now Jalen's hurt. It's like if the Cowboys did beat us, then it's not a true sign that they're a better team. I'm like, ah, oh, shut up. Would you Eagles. expect anything else? No, would you don't. <laughs> Honestly. I'm j- I just wanted to rant out about that. Excuses in early. That's oh, all that is. Yeah. Uh, they're getting excuses in early. That's it. Listen, um, like, either way, like, thinking about this Eagles game, I'm sorry before we move on to the offense, I just kind of felt like if we do beat the Eagles, then great, wonderful, but we're still going to have that big question mark on us. If we lose, then it's like, we just need, as long as we put on a decent performance, but again, it's just all about this consistency we are talking about yeah. week in and week out. Like, I, I, I did mean to come back to this point on the, Eagles when we were talking about the the record and that. Like there's three games left in this season. The Eagles have to go to their backup QB. Not even sure who their backup QB is. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, okay. So he's he's a passable quarterback in this league. Eagles could lose their last three games. They could. They could. You know? And 
they can't turn around and say, oh, well, you know, we, we, we flagged at the end because we lost our MVP because, you know, that's going to be the talk that they're going to have. You know, Dak Prescott was down for five games. You didn't hear the Cowboys crying about being him being out for the five games. They got on with it. Yep, that's right. So I don't think I don't think they have any excuse. I'll just say this what? finally about the Eagles cry, Eagles cry. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, right. So we'll flip it into so offense. I mean, the offense put up 34 points um, on Saturday or Sunday. And you could still feel a little bit disappointed with the numbers. Is that fair to say? I guess. I guess so. Like, I'll just I'll pull up the pull up the banners, like because they rushed for less than 150. They pat sorry. Total yards were 397, 256 um, passing and about 140 receiving. Or sorry, flip that the other way, 250 receiving, 140 uh, running, rushing. You know, the Jags put up 500 yards of offense, you know. And a lot of that came around that uh, that Mm. that second half. Yeah. Like, Dak threw the ball 30 times in the game. He was 23 for 30 as well. Do you know? So, two interceptions. So, he'd he'd five passes he didn't complete in the game. Yeah. You know? Again, it seems a bit unfair criticism Mm. in a way. Like, because when you look at those stats, that is a winnable game stat. Yeah. Like, Overall, from right receiver to rushing the ball, and from Dak's perspective, like offensively, just down to maybe the play, like the decision of the play calling or whatever not. But yeah. when you actually put the guys out in the field, they still went out and played ball and put points on the board. So I can't really complain how we perform offensively too much. Yeah, just besides the play calling, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know about you guys. I've got a couple of stats for you. Um, time of possession, 35 and a half minutes. Yeah. And the other one, which is a bit of a worry, uh, a third down efficiency of 56%. Mm-hmm. So they converted half their their third downs. Mm. That's not playoff caliber. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, I'm not asking for every third down, but 75% would have been a lot better. Mm. Um, they did not put the game to bed. 35 yeah. minutes, we had the ball. And I don't know. Yeah. Run the clock. Run the clock down. Yeah. Look, I suppose you're, you're kind of alluding to the point on the last series. You know, they ran on first and second down and then Dak threw a bomb on third down, which which in turn allowed um, the Jags to get back up the field and score a field goal to bring the game to overtime. 
Is that a Mike McCarthy issue? Is that a Kellen Moore issue? Is that an execution issue that they couldn't make yards on first and second down? It's a Kellen Moore issue. Yeah. It's a Kellen Moore issue because what's the point of Kellen Moore if Mike McCarthy's going to be overriding them every five minutes? Yeah. Like, no, we can't do that, Kellen. Kellen, I don't like that. I don't like that. We can't do that, Kellen. Yeah. He might as well call the plays himself if he's going to do that. So, yeah. for me, it's a Kellen Moore issue. Yeah. And it kind of stems back to the issues that come up a lot, is that Kellen Moore, as a coordinator, tends to do stupid things at stupid times. And everybody is aware of when he's going to do those stupid things. Like we had the comment earlier, I think it was from it was from either Tim or from Joe. He was saying, you know, Garrett was a conservative coach. Garrett was conservative, yes. But you knew what Garrett was going to do and everyone knew it and it was effective. Kellenmore tries jet sweeps, loses 10 yards, doesn't run the ball when he needs to run the ball and keep the clock chewing up. As you say, Graham, like... 35 minutes, they could have taken another minute out of that clock if they needed to. Any t- any defence worth their salt knows how to set the edge. And if mm-hmm. you know how to set the edge, a jet sweep isn't going to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have to admit, I don't like the jet sweep. Yeah. Um, I don't like the, the quick out from trips either. Because yeah. you're effectively putting your two of you're you're putting two receivers in front of you, mm-hmm. and you're bringing over another two corners. I, I don't know. It just yeah, get the ball in in the hands of your playmakers. But can you not do it five ten yards down the field instead? Mm-hmm. Um, do they trust Zeke or not? Do they trust Tony Pollard or not? Yeah, let them run. Um, the 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 average the average um yardage fell for both of them yeah it fell to let me bring those bring those stats up um yeah Tony Pollard three point nine Zeke Elliott three point six yeah um I mean they, <clears throat> we ran the ball thirty five times Dak mm. threw the ball thirty times completed twenty seven. Mm-hmm. If I if I hear those stats, I'm thinking, yeah, the Cowboys won that game. Mm. Yep, agreed. I don't know. I mean, it, I yeah. think like I'm, 30, I, I'm, I'm points like to beat most teams. Yeah, Which, when I, I was doing, I'd just say that. Yeah, when I was doing up the stats, I was there. How did we lose this game? Honestly, how did we lose? Like it just. It, it defied logic, and it just seemed to be the explosive plays all came for Jacksonville. And we were too busy trying to chew up the clock and not manage the clock. I mean, see, for me, 21-7 at the half, mm-hmm. I think they took they took their eye off the game. I think yeah. a lot... A lot, of, a lot of the players started looking at Sunday, thinking about Sunday. This game's yeah. won. The Jags are 
The Jags are five and eight. They're not coming back. <laughs> and yeah. they did. Big still. Yeah. Yeah, big time. So Joe's kind of made the point here. I believe it's McCarthy's fault for that two-minute drive because he's the coach and should have stepped in and said something. I think that's slightly unfair to Mike McCarthy because he has to allow his offensive coordinator to do his job. But I think to, to your point, Joe, and look, guys, row in behind me or if you have a different point of view, say it. You know, he can't he can't be seen to overstep the mark and overrule Kellen Moore in those situations. But Kellen Moore is in his fourth year as the offensive coordinator. He shouldn't know how to manage a two-minute drive. Yeah. You would think. Yeah, you would think. think. Quarterbacks, quarterback, quarterbacks, coach, and then offensive coordinator. You would think so. Mm -hmm. Um, And the minute that Kellen Moore becomes a puppet of... Mike McCarthy, he loses all credibility with his players. Yeah. So, yeah, you can only do so much. He is, He's put his faith in Callum Moore, uh, rightly or wrongly. I yeah. don't know. Uh, Jamie, said, Jamie said last week that he wasn't, he, he wouldn't be chuffed if Moore was running the offense next year. I think a lot of Cowboys Nation are feeling like that. Um yes. I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of the Kellen Moore for head coach talk has died. I'm, I I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing any of it. The Cowboys make the playoffs um, with three games to go, and nobody's talking about Kellen Moore for head coach. Yeah, I would, it's all him, I would not take him. That's telling um, to me. Yeah. As far as so, I'm concerned, you can go back to college. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So another point, I, I saw this on Twitter yesterday, right? And I addressed this point. I, I responded on behalf of the group. Was that from our, our, from our non-receivers named Lamb Brown or Gallup, they've contributed less than 100 yards. Is that a concern for you guys? Because my response was, well, if you include the tight ends and running backs, they account for over 1,100 of the receiving yards. So is it unfair to say that we're not using our fourth, fifth, and sixth choice wide receivers better? Or is there a concern about wide receivers one, two, and three? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, CD Lamb, 100% reception. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Pollard, four out of five. Noel yeah. Brown, six out of nine. Yeah. Um, Peyton Hendershot's catch was a touchdown. Fairly yeah. good catch as well. Um, I, I don't think so. I, I, I think it's, it's my old mm-hmm. catchphrase. There's only one ball. Yeah. Um, and if you're putting up 34 points, <laughs> most, most of the time that's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think it's just it's just frustrating that they lose yeah. to the Jags. I mean, if... 
And I think the I, more I think about it, the offense yeah. did not lose this game. Yeah. And I think like I think that's the most important word. It's just the, the frustration that's there with with um how the game went. But the other the other part of that 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 chat that I heard was Dalton Schultz hasn't justified being tagged in the offseason. That for eleven million we have 445 yards of reception. We've 43 receptions on 66 targets for 445 yards and three touchdowns. Dalton Schultz should have signed that deal when he had the chance. I agree. Um, the Cowboys, the Cowboys have won this one. Um, yep. There will not be a, a market. Well, the. That's about harsh. There won't be a big market for Dalton Schultz. No. Um, yes, he was injured for a lot of it, and he's he's probably just still getting up to speed. But yeah, this is December in the NFL. You need mm-hmm. bigger performances than that. Yeah. Um, and the other the other part I would say is obviously Cooper Rush had five games. Schultz wasn't hit security blanket. So you're now only getting back no. where you would be in terms of Dak and Schultz and having that connection. No, I think, um, yeah, like I, like I said, Dalton Schultz mm. should have signed that deal. It just shows that not every player who gambles yeah. pays off. Um, I mean, Peyton Hendershot was more effective. You know, then then your franchise tag. Yeah. Um, no, if if anybody if anybody offers Dalton Schultz five million dollars a year, you should sign it. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And um, he's not going to get that in Dallas this off season. Like for this off season, the Dallas Cowboys have to re-sign CD Lamb. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. It's quite a list. Um, yeah, it's quite a list. Is Tony Pollard going to be re-signed? Uh, um, no. Try and do that because I, it's only a limited pot. If I had to answer right now, I would say that somebody will offer Tony Pollard number one money. Yeah, and yeah, the Cowboys cannot have thirty million dollars tied up at running back. Um, mm-hmm. So I would. Right now, as it stands, I would say yeah. to Cowboys Nation, and enjoy Tony Pollard while you can, yeah. because somebody's coming in with with money. Uh, he may he may well be restricted, but somebody's yeah. gonna give up whatever it is. I don't know off the top of my head, but whatever it is for Tony Pollard, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I think I think franchise tag obviously for running backs is a lot lower than it is for wide receivers <clears throat> and for tight ends. But it's still a case of you have to re-sign C.D. Lamb and you have to re-sign Trayvon Diggs first. Yeah. And that's yeah. most and, of your um, free agency pot gone. It sounds, it sounds ridiculous to say, to say, but Micah Parsons isn't too far around the corner. Yeah. Um, remember remember during, during Zeke's, Zeke's yeah. rookie deal, he held out, remember? 
so it's it's after year three you're allowed holdout so you'll have next season for mike parsons and then have to resign him and by that stage yeah by that stage hopefully the cap will have exploded a little bit more but just to bring up the point and like like tim you're not alone in this point here that you make we need to keep we need pollard and malik davis and bye bye zeke zeke is not going anywhere the contract for zeke is too big it's too toxic and the Cowboys cannot afford to swallow it. If they swallow that, they can't re-sign Pollard anyway. So I'm sorry, it ain't happening. Yep. I'm just bringing up Zeke's number. <laughs> so um, if, if the Cowboys cut Zeke Elliott, it would cost them just under $12 million. Yep. Man. Ouch. There's Tony Pollard's number right there. Yeah. And you're without Zeke. Yeah. Um, this is what happens when you restructure and you restructure and you restructure and you restructure yeah. again. It comes back to bite you in the behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate restructuring. I've done that. So Joe's thrown in the point here. And look, I think... Again, let's let's just have the discussion. I think I think we're going to differ in our viewpoints on this. So basically, you got to be really mad seeing Amari Cooper and how he's doing in Cleveland, and with how good our defense is. You know, like for me, I, I'll give I'll give my opinion, and it's it, it backs up what Graham always says. There's only one ball that's going around. CD Lamb has a thousand yards. He has. Six touchdowns. I don't think there's much difference between what he has and what Amari Cooper has. <coughs> yeah, and I find the problem is it's like when you have two. Well, the way how Lamb is playing right now, he is playing yeah. like the number one right now. Like, and that was the problem we had last year. So, how do we fit Cooper in our system under mm-hmm. what Kelly Moore is trying to do? Like, yeah, and that was the problem. It's like we've got. Mm-hmm. Too good, too like too many good options when we just want to utilize them. It's like if you're not u- utilizing them, then it becomes more of a money problem, and that's what it yeah. about boil you down to. As much as I hate the fact that we gave up a Mary Cooper for next to nothing in terms of yeah. dra- uh, draft capital, I was just like, I understand why they did it, you know. Yeah, but but the question is. Would you see Amari Cooper getting as much attention this year with Dallas than he would be than he would at Cleveland? No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. It'd be basically why is he not getting thrown the ball? Why is he only like getting so many uh, targets? That would be the that would be the question if if Cooper was still with Dallas. As much yeah. as I still want him to be part of that team and he deserves better, but yeah. If if I gave the option, and look, I know hindsight is twenty twenty. If you had the option in the off season, you kept you kept Amari Cooper, and we had said goodbye to Dalton Schultz. Would you guys have done that? Say that again. Would we, would we have got under the cap in that? Yeah, situation? they wouldn't manage to get get under the cap. Um. 
I think we're <clears throat> we're having this discussion because um, Jalen Tolbert hasn't featured. Very true. If Jalen Tolbert comes into this season and completes the season with 800 yards and six touchdowns, mm-hmm. you can at least see what the plan is. Right now, we're scrambling around the league looking for players that people used to buy their jerseys. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Sorry, just to go back to Tim's point here, you just came back on Tony Potter. They cut Tony. Uh, Tony is a free agent this offseason, so he's not owed any money or anything like that. So he will be free to leave. It's up to him. And Joe, I think, I assume, Joe, what your point here is, trust me, it wasn't about money in regards to Amari Cooper. I, I, I think we all know it wasn't about money. So, look, it's it's unfortunate. Um, is there anything else you gents would like to talk about on the offensive side of the ball? Or shall we move no, on I, to defense? I think, I think we need to get on to the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's bring it up. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, where would you like to begin, gentlemen? Because, look, oh, I know, I know. I know. How about one sack in two weeks? Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where my, have and the that, sacks gone? And that and that where is. Where have they gone? <laughs> um, I'm lost for words, man. I'm really am. Like last last week, last week we played against two backups. Two backups, not a single sack. Um, this week, fair enough. Trevor Lawrence is in one of his hot streaks, unfortunately for us. Um, yeah, one sack. It. Uh... <laughs> I mean, the Marcus Lawrence one tackle. Um. Michael Parsons, one tackle, one assist, and one sack. Um, Worrying. Yeah. Worrying. Um, Our our defensive tackles, uh, Neville Gallimore, two assists. Bohanna, one assist. Odigizua, one assist. They're not getting to the ball carrier. It's because it's the it's our biggest weakness versus the run play option, the quick screen pass pass. That's always been and that's something in fairness, I will defend the D line on this one. There's no way you can defend that when it comes to the quick play action like that. Like like for them to even get to Lawrence and based on that situation is actually kinda remarkable in a way. Like it's always gonna be more on the linebackers and the corners to step up to kind of push forward down. Because they're the ones that are going to be reading it, but the D line are basically just 
doing what they're supposed to do. It's hit their gaps. And next thing they know that like the ball's gone already. So I can you can't really necessarily when you mentioned the numbers like that, it doesn't sound great, but when you put that in perspective of how Trevor Lawrence played his game, which is get the ball out immediately, not staying in the pocket, get the ball out. The D-line are not going to have an ounce of chance or anything like that to even see anything of that ball or anything of Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, when you put in that perspective, that's actually not bad considering the style and, of play they did. And I think I think the number I heard at the weekend was that they had something like 20 pressures, 20 QB pressures, which was the highest of any team over the weekend slate of games. So, you know, I think as you say, Paul, they got to they got to a point, but then it's on your linebackers and on your second exactly. plays and they haven't been. I mean when I was playing D-line and stuff like that, that was probably the most frustrating part of being a defensive lineman because you feel helpless in a way because um, you're you're doing your assignment, you're hitting your gap, you beat the man, you beat the offensive lineman in the gap and, the, and you expect mostly either if you're on the weak side, you expect maybe yeah. expect the quarterback to bail out, but no, he just, once he gets the ball, it's quick out and go. Yeah. You've got no chance of making any impact on that play besides yeah. applying pressure, and that's it. Yeah. There, there is a blueprint to put points on the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the Eagles did that. They, they did it first. The Eagles did that first uh, back in, what, was it week f- week seven? Eight, I think. Week, week, uh, week seven or eight, but the, but, but yeah. the Eagles really showed us, like, because we're through, we're, if that's one thing about Dallas's defense, we are very aggressive when it comes to the line of scrimmage. Very yeah. aggressive. And that seems to be a bit of a downfall now. Because you, if you become too overcommitted and being the aggressor, like, quarterbacks are just going to quickly catch the ball, get it out of their hands as quickly as possible for a screen or whatever. Yeah. So, the question I'm going to ask, and maybe this leans in more towards what actually happened on Sunday. Obviously, Jonathan Hankins has come in mid-season. He has done a job and helped block, helped clog up the running lanes. And Leighton Van Der Esch were both missing for the vast majority of that game. And is that a function of why we ended up giving up? 40 points that your middle linebacker was out your weak side linebacker was ineffective and your Sam linebacker has been only having a middle in season and then obviously you're missing Anthony Brown and you're missing Jordan Lewis in your secondary yeah I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up Brian because it's not the linebackers for me it's the corners yeah um if the Cowboys released Kelvin Joseph tomorrow, I would not shed a single tear. Yeah. Um, I put up in our in our group chat. Um, I can't remember which receiver it was, but I asked the question: um, Did Kelvin Joseph have to buy a ticket to get back into the game? Mm. Because he got turned inside out on more than one occasion. Um, yeah. 
again, there was another, there was at least one other arm tackle that I did not like. Yeah. Um, you cannot bring down NFL wide receivers with your arms. No. Um, yeah. And Nishon Wright isn't showing much more. Yeah. That's a very, it's... very valid point. I mean, we were, we were, goodness, it was only five or six weeks ago where we were coming up with all sorts of adjectives for this defence and mm-hmm. one or two injuries later, there's cracks there, there's serious yeah. cracks. Um, I, I said last week, I think Brown and Lewis have exposed some big holes mm-hmm. in the backups. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't look great at the minute. I think Deron Bland has made up for the loss of Jordan Lewis because you're effectively replacing a slot corner with a slot corner. Yeah. But you don't have a boundary corner to go alongside Trayvon Diggs. And teams obviously are not going to throw to Trayvon Diggs anymore. They have learned... He's now starting to lock down the, that side, his side of the field. Yes, he will give up big plays, and we will discuss this before the end of the season. But we don't have that other corner, that other boundary corner that we need. And it's something I will be looking for in the draft. Yep, agreed. Um. It's frustrating that we're talking about the draft, yeah, isn't it? But that's... It's, it's 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 more that that's where I'd be leaning towards. Yeah, but I I just but... I just want to bring up this point here from Tim, or had you another point there, Graham? Yeah, they've they've spent draft capital at cornerback. Yeah, it's not like not like they've neglected it, and yeah. right now they're not getting good return. Um. I mean, Wright was a third round pack, uh, third round pick. Yeah. Joseph was a second round pick. Yeah. You expect these guys to start at some point. They're not rookies. Yeah. They were taken in, la- in last year's draft. So yeah. They're not rookies. Um, like you've taken been coasting a little bit. Sorry. Have they been coasting a little bit? Just enjoying the role and. Special teams, whenever it came along, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, in last year, what they took, Nishan Wright, Izzy Mukwamu, um, Kelvin Joseph. This year, they took, oh bugger, they took Duran Bland. You know, like they have, they've restocked that room and built it up, and they just don't seem to have have done anything. Or made the impact that we were hoping for. I don't know. It yeah. just it, it it's it's quite it's just frustrating that, like I said before, weeks ago we were we were lording this defense. We were we were expecting the defense yeah. to win games for us, um, and to give up forty points to the Jags. And to give up 
uh, 23 points to the Texans. Mm-hmm. These are not playoff caliber teams, and that's what we're thinking of right now. We're thinking yeah. playoffs. That little yeah. X next to the Cowboys' name and the, the standings, we're in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. Maybe they need to start reevaluating depth charts because yeah. right now you're you're competing to play in January. Mm. Um, and I, I can't remember who who brought up the comment. We, I think we saw it. Um, a one and done is going to be pretty sore. Yeah. Again, we're well used to it. We're well fed up with it as Cowboys yeah. fans. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just a little bit of a worry. Yeah. It's a little bit of. A, I mean, if we if we'd look if we'd come across these score lines against the Bills. And the Eagles, you could have thought, yeah, okay, fine. We 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 put up a good contest, but these are not. I mean, the Texans, they're after the first pick. Mm-hmm. The Jags. Yeah. Right, okay, they're on a win streak just now, but it wasn't long ago. Um oh, what's his name? Travel on plus five games in a row. Yeah. David you know, back back first, first picks in the draft. You know, but Paul, this is this one. I think is 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 kind of up your your street. So Tim is asking, Mike is still in the running for being the league sack leader. Are we expecting too much, especially when teams are scheming ways to stop him? Our problem is we need an, another impact rusher. Now I would say that's slightly unfair, given that Lawrence Armstrong has eight sacks. Yeah, Mike has six sacks, and sorry. I did see someone. I did see there's someone else has five sacks as well. Uh, Dante Fowler. I mean, I think we have impact passers, pass rushers. I think it's because Parsons is that blue collar type of guy. He is our star player. Yeah, he is going to get the what you call it, the media attention more than anybody else. Like, mind mm-hmm. years ago. Well, not long ago, it was old Demarcus Lawrence. He was the one yeah. who was getting all the attention. But now that Parsons has came in, he's brought a different bit of dynamic. Like, I don't think it's we're expect maybe expecting too much, maybe potentially, mm-hmm. but but I do think over. I mean, how many sacks has Parsons got? Eight. Thirteen. Thirteen. And yeah. how many sacks in total? We've got like over 40. Our sack total 49. Right. So that's one, like one, what? One quarter ish of what we've got. Yeah, it's a quarter. Right. Sorry, so, just, just to butt in a minute. Somebody asked who the sack leaders were. It's, it's actually the Eagles. The Eagles are now in 55 sacks. Yeah. Sorry to butt in. There you go. Yeah, that's fine, man. Yeah, so the past two games have not been the best, but I still have pretty much have good faith. I think the just with these recent games, it's um, it's frustrating to watch because you know what we're capable of doing. It's just again, it's consistency. If there's one yeah. thing where I've been struggling all year, it's to actually be that consistent. Yeah, and I, I like I suppose maybe to 
ask Tim's question in another way. Is the fact that one of our linebackers is our leading um, sack taker a concern well, that we don't no, have like, like, well, in, 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 in fairness, in fairness, Parsons mm. is lined up in the line of scrimmage. He is pretty much playing yeah. as a weak side defensive end. He yeah. does play back to more the, the Von Miller outside linebacker type of role, that hybrid mm. player that moves down yeah. to the line of scrimmage. Like, Von Miller's considered as a linebacker, but you always see him on the line of scrimmage on the edge. Yeah. So, it's hard to really say what is Micah Parsons. Is he a linebacker or a defensive end? I'd say he's a hybrid. He is mm. a hybrid player. Well, He's going to want paid as a pass rusher. <laughs> I'll tell you that. He is. <laughs> but oh, you're right, Paul. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. He's, yeah. he's a hybrid player, but you know what it's like. They, they don't, you don't want the, the linebacker franchise tag. You want the pass rusher franchise tag. <laughs> yeah. You pull, yeah. No doubt. That's like that. That, that is what he's going to be looking for. And, um, is there anything else we want to talk about in terms of the defense? Because I mean, if if we look at it, like we're down four starters on our defense, and Tim has kind of brought it up here in terms of the Bill Belichick thing. Next man up, and you kind of said it, Graham. The next man up is not showing up. No, and that's unfortunate. Um, yeah. The. The one stat that rings out to me on defense is 17 points in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. They gave up. Yeah. Um, I think they thought that game was won. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Um, but we all did, Rim. I think we all thought yeah. this game was the game set in match. 27 uh, points in that second half. Um. Oh, it's, it's a sore one. It really is. Like I said before, are there any pro bowlers on that? I didn't talk about pro bowlers, but are there any pro bowlers on that Jags offense? I don't think so. Um, wasn't one of their offensive linemen? I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty. I'm. I'm. I'm I was almost certain one of them did get. Well, in terms it, of but... in terms of skill players, no, 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 no skill no. players, no, no. You know, and they're the guys that score points. They're the guys that score forty points. Um, mm -hmm. ouch. I mean, I know it's it's so easy to blame Dak. It's so easy to blame Dak for the interception <laughs> he lost as the game, but mm. see then see that that situation should never have happened. It should never, yeah. it should never have gone to overtime. Yeah. Um. Twenty-seven points allowed in that second half. Yeah. Ouch. That's criminal. Ouch. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I mean, we're. I'm. I'm conscious we're only an hour into the show. Yeah. It's. It's weird. It's such a it's weird. Like to point out, isn't it? <laughs> It really yeah. is like I think for the first time for us as a, as a team 
do, we've been doing this for what nearly four years we've been yeah. doing this now i think this is probably the first game we've actually really stumbled upon saying what in the hell just happened yeah like in a pure confusing way like we're not it's so weird our emotions like we're very um we're not angry we're just confused <laughs> like you know what i mean it's like yeah how, how like how on earth did we lose it's like yeah. Like yeah, because on, on the bright side, yeah, we're still ten and four. We have made the playoffs. I take it that does take the edge off it, but it's like do better, do better. Yeah. If if we're going to go into the playoffs and not rely on other teams to help secure in the playoffs, we need to set the principle and going into the, the, these yeah. games and actually win it from start to finish. We can't just win the first yeah. half and lose the second half, and we've lost the whole game. We can't do that. Yeah. I just want to pull up almost here. It's almost as if they've given up on the chase with the Eagles. See, I I, I love Tim's comment here. And yeah. this is one of our one of our good friends. Yeah. Um, big game James. Big shout out to Big Game James, man. He always keeps it one hundred percent real. And yeah. I agree. I am at the point I'm I'm not upset. I'm just just trying to analyze how yeah. it went wrong like well, there's no point there's no point getting upset about it because it's now done with you think about the next game yeah but here here's here's the point and tim kind of brought this up great teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat and then he mentions the bit about belichick's next man up philosophy you at the moment with the dallas cowboys you can't rely on them to beat the teams they're supposed to beat because can be, I had the, a feeling before the Texans game and this game that they were going to lose one. And here's the final, Brian. No one thought we would have beat the Bengals or the Rams at the start yeah. of the season. Because yeah. they, were, they were the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. And look what happened. Yeah. And did that with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Even more impressive. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember who said it in the comments, um, but they referred to the Packers game. Um, yeah, that this feels like the Packers game all over again. Yeah, because see before I think it was Joe that mentioned that. See yeah, before that, that, that see before the week they beat the Cowboys, they'd lost the previous five games. Yeah. The Cowboys should have gone into Lambeau Field and punched them in the nose, and it yep. didn't happen. Yep. They should have yep. gone into Jacksonville and punched them in the nose, and it didn't happen. Interestingly yep. enough, do you know the Cowboys have never won in Jacksonville? I was just about to mention that. May yeah. pointed that May pointed that out on Saturday on the uh, World's team that whenever we've played Jacksonville in their home ground, we've never won. Never won. One played them twice. <laughs> still, it's it's still but, true. And and we've and we've beat them every time back at AT and T or London. So yeah, no, actually, technically, we have beaten Jacksonville on the road because of London, because that was their home game. <laughs> so true. I, so true. I don't know about the yeah. problem is, but would you really we consider to that? Ah, uh, you have to really mm. beat them in Jacksonville yeah. to yeah yeah yeah. Do you know? Do you know? I thought that's just going to my head last year. Last year's loss to the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Can that's, you not just uh, see that happening again? 
They weren't I, surprised me. I, I don't think so. Like, we're, we're, we're going to be playing whoever wins the NFC South. And there's a competition in the NFC South to not win the NFC South. There's no team above 500. That that and here's the thing, right? Eight. Here's the thing, though, Brian. Like, take away that first game of the season against Brady, that first game of the season. Yeah. It would be a hell of a lot more different game going into postseason. A yeah. lot more different. Yeah. I think. But um yeah, it's I'm meaning like everybody and their dog expected the Cowboys to beat the 49ers last year. No, I didn't. Did you not? I thought I, I, no. No, I, I had it I had it no. really close. I had it really close. I had this <clears> edge <throat> in it. I, just, yeah. I had this edge in it potentially, but uh, but just kind of going back onto the the point with the, the, these playoffs, we just need to make sure we're just we're just consistent. That's yeah. all I'm. I think that's all I'm. I, I, it's, it's probably hard to ask to try and be consistent in one of the toughest leagues in the in like, like toughest sports in the world. Mm-hmm. So, but. Yeah. Like, but we just can't. We, we just can't afford to do that anymore. It's tough because we're talking about playoffs. Um, because we're in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Are we playoff but ready? No, we're not. <laughs> this is. No. I mean, this but is here's the thing. Like, but at least we're honest about this. We're not trying to sugarcoat anything. We're going mm-hmm. to say, "Oh yeah, when it comes to yeah." Saturday, we're going to beat the Eagles. Man, we're going to beat the Titans. Then we're going to beat the Commanders. Then we're going to go and win all the way to the Super Bowl. No, you need to take a good long look and look at the film here, folks. Yeah. The way we are right now, there's been games where we're being very, very lucky to even get the win, i.e. Houston last week. There was games where we should have won by an absolute margin and just completely screwed ourselves over. And Joe made the comment about that. It's like our own worst enemy is ourselves. Yeah. It's so true what mm. Joe has just mentioned in that in the comments. Yeah. So thanks again, yeah. Joe, who's watching all the way from Italy. Big shout yeah. out to you, my friend. And, and to be fair, Paul, you you kind of alluded to the question I was going to ask is, look, we've three games to get ourselves right. Yeah. The Eagles on Saturday night, the Titans and the Commanders. And that's our three-game stretch. Like I've heard people saying, should we rest our starters? Absolutely oh, no. not. not. No. Absolutely not. No, we need not to get everybody firing again. No, not, not after the past two weeks. Nobody deserves a break after the past two weeks. Yep. If um, anything, they deserve a slap across the face to wake up. I mean, yeah. if, if there's if there's ailments, like if you've got LVE dealing with something, that's a different story. If you're, yeah. if you're, I don't want to say fully fit, but if you're ready to play, you should, because we need to right some of these wrongs and we need to change the narrative on the defensive run game. Because right yeah. now there's a PDF out there of how to beat the Cowboys defense. Yeah. And we need to get rid of it. <laughs> it's literally an idiot's guide how to beat the Cowboys book. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, re- it really does feel like that right now. It's like, yeah. oh, I've got the book. You can buy it in the in your uh, Waterstones or your bookstore for five ninety nine. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. So, so 
just run the RPO, then you'll be fine. And here's the thing, we should not be laughing at this, but it's just, but it's, it's true though. It's so true. It's like, we still cannot defend the RPO or the stream yet. And that's yeah. been our Achilles heel throughout this whole season. We still haven't managed to do that yet. And like you said, we've got three games left, Eros, um, Titans and Commanders. At the way I'm feeling right now for the, these next three, next three games, I'm on edge. I'll be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I'm on edge. I am yeah. not taking any of these games lately. Yeah. Like Look. the way the command the, the way the commanders have been playing recently as well. They are like doesn't matter who their, t- their quarterback is or whoever. Yeah. They're still playing some good football. And same with the Titans. Like, I think Titans are probably much in the worst situation yeah, they've been for a wee while. Yeah. Where are our manners? Where are our manners, guys? Thank you to the Washington Commanders for putting us into the playoffs. Uh, oh yeah, thank you very much, guys. We're but at the same really time, we, we, we but at the same time, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't need to thank them. We should be putting ourselves in that situation. Yeah. We shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to rely Absolutely. on other teams putting us into the playoffs. We shouldn't have to like is like pray to the gods that that uh, Washington beat New York or whatever and. All these different scenarios and outcomes. No, we should be doing things our way. Set the principle, get the win. No questions required. I, I tell you, while we're still talking about the defense, um, for the rest of the season, if I'm the offensive coordinator playing the Cowboys, uh, I'm taking a look at the field and I'm in my quarterbacks here, going, uh, "Yeah, number one is at X. Number one is at Y. Number one is at Z." I'm targeting Kelvin Joseph. Whoever's whoever's there. Yeah. That's that's how that's how poorly I uh, see him at the minute. He is the weak link. <laughs> I think I think Tim's just brought on a great question for the pregame show. Oh, that, I, I I will leave that to you for the pregame show. I I I'll I'll leave a. A, a general answer, but I'll expand it on Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to say if we lose, it will be a better motivation because that because we do need to wake the hell up and actually get ourselves like prepared. Like doesn't and yeah. like you said, we cannot afford to let starters rest. They need to get their heads screwed on and actually start performing. Because the last two weeks have been really bad, especially at this pinnacle point of the season. Uh, so. Yeah. Just, just for balance, I'm going to say um, if the Cowboys lose on Saturday, um, the the confidence will go through the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because you're losing to the one seed. Let's call them the one yeah. seed now because they are, effectively. Um, <sighs> you're losing to the one seed without their starting quarterback. Yeah. So what does that say? To your playoff cha- uh, chances, yeah. Austin Powers chiming in. How you doing, Austin? Oh, Austin's back in the house. Haven't spoken to Austin for a long, long I know. time. Where have you been, been, bro? Where have you been? Um, he's been trying for... to figure out what be what we've been doing the past two weeks. That's where he's been. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's just literally just answered the question: What's happening for our defense? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know, my friend. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know what's even more worrying? 
Dan Quinn doesn't know because if he did, he'd yeah. have fixed it by now. <laughs> yeah. So Austin, Austin has been working. Working. Yeah. Paying the bills. Good. Ah, Absolutely. Oh, you, you've got to pay the bills, Austin. But to give to give you my thoughts on it, look, I don't want to lose to our biggest rival again no. this season. So Never the eye. I want to win. I want to, I want this team to start writing the ship. And there should be no better sight than black jerseys and black helmets on Christmas Eve night. That's right. I, 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 they, 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 they're doing the whole blackout, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of doofus, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, it's like, do we do we want to get to the bright spot of the team at the minute? I will. Uh, aye, aye, go for it. I was very Six out of six on Sunday with a 53 yard field goal. Brian Anger doing Brian Anger things and probably getting himself back into the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl and all pro talk. I always so thought Brian Maher was a Pro Bowler. I, I, I keep saying I don't know what that uh, Brett Maher has done since he left Dallas or whatever he's did, like off season wise and stuff like that. But he is really, really stepped up to the plate, and he's clinical, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So any abuse I've ever given to Brett Maher, I do apologize for the previous years that you were with us. No, I think look, it was deserved at the camera. time, Paul. I think it, yeah, I think it, was, it was deserved, deserved at the time, time. but it, it was deserved at the time. But he's, yeah, he's, he's fully up, redeemed himself. Yeah, the amount yeah. of like the amount of times he's actually helped us win the game this year yeah. is enough being said. Yeah, I mean, so, two for two, four extra points, and the longest was fifty-three yards. You can't, you can't do any better than that. No, <laughs> you can't. And, on, and only just that as well. It's like... Oh, you're right there, Brian. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he's, caught, he's caught a computer virus from me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, only, it's only just that. It's like, do you, remember the this, this scenario that we were in during pre, uh, pre-season with uh, Gary... Uh, no, uh, no, Gary, but uh, Hallelujah, or whatever his name is, and all these other kickers that we brought in. And we were just getting nowhere, and that was our biggest concern. And when we brought in Brett, mm. Brett, literally one week, pretty much before the season started, we we're like, "Oh, here we go! It's going to be a chaotic kicking year." And by goodness, how how wrong are we as fans, as Cowboys fans? How wrong are we? Like, at least we can put our hands up and say, "Fair enough, we were yeah. wrong." Yeah, Brett, money matter. You've kept, you, you kept our mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, th- I think Meg Murray is due to buy another jersey, and I think she's looking for a number 19 jersey this season. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see how I can say it, sort something out for that then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, look, is when the playoffs else? come on. For how long at that history? <laughs> I know I know it sounds for dead and bloom what we're talking about here, but we need to be brutally honest for the next coming weeks. Like yeah. we'll we, again, yeah. we still we still have a job to do. Like yeah. that game against Jacksonville sucked. 
That game yeah, against yeah. Houston sucked, despite we got the win. Didn't feel like we got a win. Yeah. The overall three quarters of that Indianapolis game sucked until that fourth quarter, which was purely amazing. If we can play like that fourth quarter going forward every single game, then we would not be having this pure dimmed reaction right now, you know? It's it's frustrating. It really is. Yeah. Like nah. and I'm and I'm trying to be all uh I'm still trying to be ultra positive as much as I can because we still do have we do have a good team. It's just a matter of being consistent. That's our freaking problem right now. I don't know if it's going to be Brady, to be honest with you, Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. I th- I'm going to take a wait. Like, I tell you what, who do you guys think is going to win the NFC South? Um, I'll tell you what, it's it's tight. Um, yeah. One game separates the whole division. Yep. If, if I yeah. was a betting man, I would say probably the Panthers. See, I'm the same. I think the Panthers will pull it off. I think Brady, I think Brady will t- retire for real this time. <laughs> you would like to think so. He doesn't he doesn't look like the, the same um I mean Tom Brady's been clinical for a long long time. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> but certainly I w- I would want to play against uh Sam Darnold before I play against Brady though because yeah. right now we're struggling to get against quarterbacks and get the ball out early, and that's exactly what Tom Brady does. So I would rather play the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um. So if we would effectively play the fourth divisional winner, wouldn't we? So it's coming yeah. from the NFC South, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, See that that comment there from Joe about Tampa Bay bringing more TV. I I. There's no lie in that. That's true. But yeah. do we really want that yeah. exposure? I would rather have us have as little limelight so our players can actually focus. See, yeah. like your Tampa Bay or not, not Tampa Bay, your Panthers or who's the and the Falcons is the Falcons that's next up Falcons as well. So either 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 one of those, I, I preferably either Falcons or Panthers. I don't think you would write as much limelight. On national television as much, unless it was it was Tom Brady, I rather have not have that limelight so our players don't feel that pressure as much, and they can actually focus on doing their job. If that makes sense. Yeah. So Joe's went. Joe Joe's went for the Saints. Here's here's a hypothetical question for both of you. This this came up in conversation on Sunday night there. Do you ever see a point where the league only allow divisional weather winners with a winning record into the playoffs? No. <sighs> yeah, it's, 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 it just seems mental where you can still win your division being like five and five and twelve and still does go that, to the playoffs. Does that it, it, it makes you, no it makes no sense. Does that not strike you as something the league would do? You know, they're allowing more teams into the playoffs. They're trying to get more playoff wins, more TV money, more big audiences. Would it not be better if you had every team in the playoff with a winning record? If it was me, Graham, I would say if if you're... But 
based on how the wild card is, it should be based on the wild card should be based on your record. Like you're like you're guaranteed your playoff spot based on your division, knowing that fact. But if you're going up against a team that's uh, had got a better wild card record than you have, then you're the away team, not the home team. For example, mm-hmm. like I think that should be the more fair advantage because the winning team should always have home field advantage, like the team with a better record. But it just seems nuts that, yeah. I just don't. I think the format is a wee bit crazy, to be honest. Because I'll give you a scenario: the Detroit Lions have a better record than the the Buccaneers. Yeah. When was the last time we said that? And they're not in the playoff. No, in the playoff. And they're not in the playoff conversation. No. Um, right now, I think it's still the the uh, all four teams in the NFC East are in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think the, yeah, is the Giants. Everybody else, everybody Giants else has a five hundred record. Yeah. It's the tie that's elevating the Commanders above the Seahawks Giants. and the Lions. The Lions. We're talking about the Lions and the playoff hunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been quite a season. Is this is probably without a doubt has to be one of the most confusing football seasons I've ever seen in recent yeah. times. Yeah. Like all all across the board, not just the Dallas Cowboys, but just overall. Like you're talking about from refereeing decisions to uh, roughing the passer calls, all that stuff. And pff, yeah, it's it, this year's been absolutely crazy. Yeah. And I don't I don't know about everybody else how um feels about like just from a from this season, not as a Cowboys fan, just from overall in the NFL. What is your guys' thoughts like, yeah. and especially like you two guys, like Brian and Graham? Like, I don't know. I just think this year is just so crazy. Like, yeah. there's been games where it should have been that team should have won, but it was complete opposite. And it was like, it was like shock there, shock there. Then you had the game like this weekend with the Vikings and the the Colts. What was it? Thirty-six points—the biggest ever comeback in NFL history—and and it's Kurt Cousins. Are you yeah. serious? I've yeah. I've never oh. seen. There's there's a soccer term called an own goal, and I've never seen an NFL team score an own goal until I watched <laughs> oh, Patriots yeah. Raiders. The, the, the Patriots and Raiders game. I forgot. Completely for completely for those who haven't that. watched it. This will make your day. Go back and watch the last two minutes of Raiders Patriots. I won't spoil it for you, but it's yeah. absolutely incredible, and it will make your day. Honestly, morning, noon, or night, get it watched because it's incredible. Honestly, I, it every... would not surprise me if the Patriots cut that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Here's the thing: it was amazing, Austin. It was absolutely amazing to watch. Like just this, I just can't imagine the rage of Bill Belichick going back to that dressing oh, room can after you that. That oh. would be like going to see the Emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> the, the, the death grip would be. A... <laughs> Senator, I could just see Senator, Belichick with the hood up. <laughs> Senator Belichick. <laughs> yeah, go back, oh, go back and goodness. watch it, folks, because it's first class television. Really, oh. what was going through the players' heads? I do not know. I'm just ex- spoil it. I'm just expecting oh, the Benny Hill music to play on top of that. Oh, incredible! <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Oh. 
now we've had our now we've kind of brought the show up to a more comical yeah, relief. We have, yeah. We couldn't end it the way yeah, we and it's not on our expense, it's on all the other teams, so it's not too bad, you're right. <laughs> but it's it's like I said at the start of the show, that Hellman gif was perfect because it was like yeah. we made the playoffs. Yay. Mm. <laughs> uh, then you start prodding the cowboys like do something. But don't worry, everybody, we will pound the Eagles on Saturday and everything will be all right again. Yeah. Man, I cannot, I, I don't want to lose to these fools. I really don't. <laughs> I cannot. I, I, if there's one thing I hate most than Graham's soccer team, it's, it's Philadelphia. <laughs> like, if anyone knows that I'm a Celtic fan, Graham's a Rangers fan. But Did you enjoy that little result tonight, Paul? What result? Rangers were two one down, with three minutes to go and one three two. I couldn't care less, mate. <laughs> <laughs> was it how many penalties was there? <laughs> oh, classic, classic. <laughs> oh, I'm already kidding, oh, mate. I couldn't, I couldn't really care. Like, I just, I, I, honestly, like, despite what me and Graham like, if there's one thing we all share and we all despise, is Philadelphia. Just that yeah. one team in the NFL, I just cannot stand. Yeah, Philadelphia and playoff despair. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go and grab my, sli- my, my rope. <laughs> oh, Kermit's informing us he used to live in that city. Oh, oh, that made, must have been tough. Tim, you, I, I'm, 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 I'm surprised you made it out there alive, my friend. I really am. <coughs> like, if that's one place I'd be feared for my life to go into an NFL game, is going to Lincoln Field, Financial Field. Yeah, you, uh, you couldn't pay me to go to a game there. No. Nope. Yeah, nope. I've flown past that. Unless, unless I've got money, like. Elon Musk for all the security in the world, then maybe I would. Oh yeah, but, yeah. I've no intention going to Philly. Like I've seen, I've seen videos of them punching lumps out each other. Let yeah. alone Cowboys fans. Oof. But anyway, we've got anyway. Eagles, Titans, and Commanders to look forward to. Um, in two nights' time at nine PM here in the UK and Ireland. Three o'clock on the east coast of Texas, or on the four o'clock on the east coast, three o'clock in Texas, one o'clock on the west coast of the US. Mike and the guys will be here. And we've got a special, call. and we've got a, we've got a special guest on the show as well. Oh, do I know? Uh, Have we discussed? We've got our good, we've got our good friends from the Cowboys Can Fan, our friends from Canada, coming onto the show. So you know it's it's going to be an absolute laugh going into this pregame show against the Eagles. If there's one thing we share with our friends from Canada, they hit Philadelphia even more than we do. <laughs> that's that's quite an effort. Oh, honestly, if you guys ever watch a uh, Anthony, Adam, and AJ, like that's the that's the guys from a uh, Can Fan. Uh, Oh god, they're just absolutely hilarious when they're mocking the Eagles. Like <laughs> just just a bit of context. So Anthony was at the NFL draft this year, I believe. I think it was this year. 
And you know the Eros fan that wears the face paint and stuff like that, yeah. wears the shoulder pads. So he was interviewing Anthony saying, So how'd you become a Cowboys fan? Blah 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 blah. And he was pure mocking him, saying, Oh, you're a can and a fan, or something like that. And it, and Anthony just basically says, So I don't ever get to say this often, but go F yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I thought <laughs> it was priceless. If Dallas Cowboys play Eagles in the playoffs, my brother will be at the game. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're thinking going? Oh, listen, Delaware and surrounded by Eagles fans. Yeah. All right. But yes, cheers to Philadelphia going down. Uh, we will cover yeah. this up on Thursday. We will, ha- we will have the Cowboys can fan guys joining us on the show. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be, we're going to just try and roast them as much as we can <laughs> in this pregame <laughs> show. <laughs> So, it, Brian, it, you wanted to close out the show with something important. Yeah. So, look, guys, I just wanted to bring you up today. And I had to take a couple of weeks out of the show um, at the start of November. And this is just a call to action for all of you. I had to take a mental health break. Um, just stuff going on in my own life. I need to step back for my own reasons. And at this time of year, it's very important that you check in with all of your buddies, reach out. Don't be afraid to talk to people. Like I've a great bunch of guys here with Paul, Graham, Lauren, Mike, Rich, and Jamie, who I was able to talk to very openly, very honestly about what I was going through. They all had my back. All of the guys checked in with me daily, making sure I was okay. So make sure to reach out, you know, this time of year, it's a great time of year, but it can be, upsetting for some people so please don't ever feel you're on your own reach out to your friends reach out to someone if you need to reach out to some of us reach out to us don't ever feel you're alone you're not you have people who care about you you have people who will listen to you so please reach out yeah just on top of what brian's saying if you know you you can count on us tuesdays and thursdays um, whatever's happening in, in your life, we'll, we'll try and raise your spirits a little, a little bit, even if it is after a, a horrible loss. We always try and put a, a positive spin on it, have a laugh and a joke. It is only football at the end of the day, there are far more important yeah, things in life, exactly. Um, you can count on us Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9 p.m. UK time, or yeah, 9 p.m. UK yeah, time. No, you're, yeah, you're right there, Graham. You're right, you're spot on. <laughs> I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, Graham, I was almost getting myself confused because I was thinking I was in central time. <laughs> I still feel like I am. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, yeah but just to, yeah, like, like Brian says, just always kind of check up on people that I mean, the most important to you because it does mean a lot. So, but yeah, be, be sure you're just always kind of reaching out. If you're feeling alone, speak to someone. Just, yeah. yeah. And Look, one of the most important things, check in on your buddies as well. If some of your buddies are not being as happy and jolly as they would be, ask the question and open your ears because they might just need someone to ask the question. So, you know, just do it. Yeah. doesn't cost you a thing to do. Absolutely. But as we say, look, brighter note, 9 p.m. here in the UK and Ireland on Thursday, Guys will be along to discuss the show. Yeah. Well, before we do leave as well, we'll pay off the bills as well, yeah? Yep. 
Yeah, guys. So, as you may know, I was in Texas for two weeks, and our good friends at Carol's Experience have the ultimate meet and greet stadium tours, game tickets, and tailgating experience. Where I got to meet that man up the top left corner, Jay Novacek, where I got myself a signed bottle of whiskey from the man himself. And got to meet like so Tyler Smith, Sam Williams. You can see Drew Pearson was is there, Micah Parsons. List goes on. You can meet so many legends at this these events. Also, uh, if you want to take full advantage of using Cowboys Experience, use the UK, uh, the code UK Cowboys because with that code you'll get free stuff. And by I mean by free stuff, there could be free signed merch, could be free giveaways, could be uh, anything. But as long as you use the code UK Cowboys. Paul, are we getting a, uh, a preview of the the GoPro footage, or are you just going to launch it straight away? I am going to edit all the footage from, but yeah, the, I got some great footage. Like so, in that particular day where I went for the Legends meeting, where Jane Overcheck and Drew Pearson and Kenny Dan were there, mm-hmm. it was all indoors because it was raining that day. But I still got some really good footage of that, so that'll be part of the documentary, and I'll be I'll be getting that done over the Christmas period. So it'll be out probably after New Year, probably. So that will help you guys educate in terms of cost of pricing, everything you need to know, like in terms of getting tickets, all the uh, hacks in terms of using your credit card, debit card, all that type of stuff. I'm going to try and put as much information and try and make it as affordable and easy for you guys as much as possible for this video I'm doing for you guys. Even connecting flights? Oh, don't start me in that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start me in that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm oh still... that was a red rag to the bull there. Oh. <laughs> that happened last minute as well. I was literally on my way to the airport. Then I got a notification saying my connecting flight route cancelled, and they're sending me to London City. So by the time I got to London, like I was like, I don't want to go to London City and carry no. all my luggage. Yeah, the other side of London. Yeah, on the underground. Yeah, yeah on the tube. Uh, on the tube uh, during lunchtime hours yeah. and that. So. Uh, but it is what it is yeah but 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 finally um but be sure to go and follow our fellow content creators guys from the official cowboys.com channels like talking cowboys time with the boys the break also sb nation's blogging the boys where you can find me and meg and uh, rj ocher and everybody else also you've got like a a jtuck with uh, cfo sports big game james law nation um, Bluff City Cowboys, Cowboys Zone. Our special guest for uh, for Thursday Cowboys can fan there in the bottom right. So be sure to go and check all these guys out and yeah, show them some love. Do we want to mention the travel package? Oh yes, we can't forget that. So yes, guys, for next year, for next year, for the 2023 season, us and our sponsor Cowboys Experience are going to be having a travel package that includes game tickets, the tours, the meet and greets and so much more, possibly even including a college football game. That has been discussed as well. So, But be sure to go visit our Facebook group for more details or contact Cowboys Experience for more further details. Mike's not trying to get us all to College Station, is he? I have no idea. It might, I, I don't know. It may be just, it could be, I have no idea. Like, yeah. Most likely, it, 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 you. Which is in Fort Worth. It, it, it could be North Texas as well. Yeah. Keep it that. 
Yeah. So we don't know, but again, we don't know, folks. Um, we're just going to play it by your but it will be part of the package. Yep. So get get in touch, get saving your pennies, get talking to Santi and see what he has to say about Christmas present for 2022 and 2023. Oh, Tim's just asked me how long was my flight. Uh, from Glasgow to London is about an hour flight, then... From London to Dallas is about nine and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice so, so all, all those details, they'll be going into the video I'll be doing. So I'll just keep it out on the social media from UK Cowboys to blogging the boys to our my individual one. I'll be posting it up and giving people updates about it when it will get launched live. So there you have it, folks. We will see you at nine o'clock here in UK and Ireland on Thursday. Gentlemen, I will pass it over to you to wrap things up. Screw the Eagles. Phil, Dallas forever, Philly forever. Hopefully it's a drop in the ocean and we're, we're talking about a 13-4 and four record. That is what I pray for. <laughs> Night, folks. <laughs> Good night.